Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to The Downside. Uh, it's the end of the year, and it's a, a special uh, Fakakta episode. I hope that's uh, the right Jewish-Yiddish word and not a slur. Um, uh, you're about to hear a little bonus episode Russell and I recorded uh, uh, about our late-night debuts. And then after that, you're going to hear footage uh, from Russell and me doing a live AMP episode uh, uh, there's a couple AMP shows left. If you want to listen, I, I post the uh, AMP, by the way, it's a new app from Amazon. It's live radio, but if you can't listen live, there's a couple more before the end of the year. You can listen to all the AMP episodes over on our Patreon, patreon.com slash downside. Uh, and, uh, we're going to be releasing all the old AMP episodes we recorded one week at a time, along with our back catalog of, uh, bonus episodes, just me and Russell. And then later, Later next year, a video version of my clean album and audio, if you want to listen to it too. And so now here's uh, uh, Russell and I talking about being late night boys. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I feel lucky that my big scene is earlier on. Uh-huh. So then the second half of the show is, goes so fast because it's like all the like the ship is sinking kind of antics. And so the show feels, it never feels that long to me, like as a show. Because in my head, yeah. I'm like, got to make it to my big scene. My big scene kind of happens right before intermission. And then after that, everything gets pretty quick. So I don't I ever feel like it's like, I'm like, I don't have time enough to, to be like, oh, yeah, yeah. Another, yeah, you know, I mean, I'm two weeks in, so who knows? Maybe <laughs> I'm excited to see you three four months, years three. in. <laughs> four years in, Titanic beats Phantom no, of the Opera. I have no voice left, just like <laughs> from screaming every eight times a week out of my. It really is unhealthy. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised if at some point I get nodes because what I'm doing that's is not, not good. healthy. So if that's listen, I I think about nodes all the time. I've I've tried also, to. I'm addicted to cough drops now. I'm just addicted. Oh to man! I know. I can't wait till we do a full episode where you're writing uh, everything on a pad. <laughs> All back to the theater. Yeah. Um, I worry about notes. I've I've tried to yell less. Yeah. On stage, um, because I just love to yell. I love yelling. I love yelling. But if I'm doing like the two headlining Friday, two yeah. headlining Saturday, so I'm like, yeah. What am I doing? Yeah. Um, go. You ever think about going, just checking in with a voice teacher? No. Doing some exercises. Why? No. I maybe I will if I feel like it. I feel like I'm doing a really good job of of managing it right now. I'm taking care of my voice. But what about technique? Show. Just reviewing. Everyone in that show has voice teachers. No. I'm breathing low. I'm breathing from my diaphragm. Just I'm, just to check in. Well, you you want to wait until there's an issue. No, I feel like I have. I feel like I I used to have a voice teacher. I had a voice teacher for years. I had a voice teacher, yeah. multiple voice teachers in high school. Mm-hmm. I had in college, I had a voice teacher. And you know when you just feel like you don't want to do that thing again? Like it's Believe just that me. thing of like, I don't want I don't want to do I don't want you telling me what's going on. I don't want you staring at me. I don't want you I don't want to do warm ups with you. You know, I just Sure. Uh, but I I I I do think if if uh you're right, it couldn't hurt 
to do that. Um, I just think the the other thing is like New York voice teachers, like a good one. It's like two fifty for forty five minutes. Yeah, well, they some, don't even do the some hour. Of the people on the show, they that's what they do when they're not in a show. They make so much. Oh, they money. teach. Yeah, but that's and the they thing have like, like waiting lists for like months. You know, like they have yeah. like like people are because they Broadway singers, so they're like 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 that have been you know big parts. Like, and most of them should not be teaching. They they might be good singers. Well, I'm not, uh, I, God I mean, bless them with with I like think the ones that in my shows they seem good. Um, I think I remember voice. Yeah, I I was like obsessed with this voice teacher back home, unhealthily so because she was very like she broke it down into like science. Mm-hmm. She broke it down. She broke it down. She broke it down. That's her. And <laughs> fun sketch reference for the one person who saw <laughs> an Uncle Funky show and listened to the podcast. <laughs> but so much of voice felt like. Uh, the kind of loose metaphors that anyone could say without meaning anything. Uh-huh. Put it in the mask. Put it here. Mm. Uh, breathe deep. I mean, just a lot of stuff that that didn't feel quite grounded. In fact, and I've been thinking about this the other because obviously I wanted to be a singer. Yeah, and I feel like I hit a wall where it wasn't just technique. I think it's literal. Unlike a basketball player, where you could be like you're four foot eight. Yeah, it might be a struggle to dunk. You can't see You've it. You've reached the limit of So what there's my a degree of like, do. I'm like, I'm trying to hit a high C and that's the equivalent of someone who's four foot eight trying to dunk. It's yeah. like, it's it's not you. Yeah. Uh, uh, and I feel like that's a lot with voice where that's people- That's how I feel in the in the show. I'm definitely an actor who can sing. Uh-huh. But I do feel like I hear other people sing and I'm like, oh, even if all the technique and I'm on my best vocal day. I, I just the, the, my voice will never sound as good as, you know what I mean? Like, or, sure. or in the same level of I mean, like that those, kind of those thing. Singers are monstrously good. Yeah. And so, they're probably, they're, they're singers who can do comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um well, uh, well so should is, we, we should talk about, yeah, I don't know if we're, this might be a, a little bonus thing. We'll just throw in there. Yeah. Uh, or we'll put it at the front of an episode. But uh, we made our, shockingly, I mean, truly, truly shockingly, we made our late night debuts. Um, I recorded mine way before you on a Monday. (laughs) You recorded yours on a Monday. You recorded yours on Tuesday. Mine came out on a Wednesday. Yeah, so, but but within, who would have thought after all these years? Insane. A, a of all, who would have thought that I was going to be on late night? <laughs> that's the real. Yeah. That's the real. Mine made sense. And when I thought that I was going to beat you to late night, man, oh man, were the gears grinding to make a joke. So, so funny. Uh, so, how how was it for you? You did, uh, we, we both did like the did, later late night shows. We did the later, we did not do, we did not do Colbert or The Tonight Show. We did Seth, My- I did Seth Meyers, you did Colbert, or, or Corden. Um, which was interesting after everything that's happened, but um, uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, well, every though that's the thing. Everyone kept commenting on the video, like, "Did you tell James to go fuck himself?" And I'm like, "No, I did not." Yeah, I was. He was. First, let me just say this: like, James was super nice to me. He he gave a lot of time. Yeah. So, like, in terms of my relationship, he came up before the show came in chris was in the room yeah. uh, uncle chris and uh uh he talked to he talked to me about stand-up comedy in london and and talked about how he never he never felt like he could ever do stand-up comedy talked about his friend um john mcintyre who's a big stand-up comic uh-huh. in london so he talked to me he talked about edinburgh that's so nice he, he was he, five six minutes and like 
before he had to go film a show. Yeah. And then he came up after the show and said nice things. So by by my money, I'm much more upset that uh Neil Brennan didn't even say hello. Oh. But uh moving on. And uh, I just think it's a very easy gesture as a comic to, yeah. to literally I'm right outside and just say, hey, good luck. Yeah. But that's that. Um, uh, I got to see uh, some people who write for the show who I know. Like, that's very cool. Yeah, You're like, cool. oh, I have friends who, are, yeah. who create this thing. Um, I think everyone was super nice. It all moved really fast. Like, the sound so check fast. happened. The sound check happened, and I like left having more questions yeah. i couldn't quite sometimes you have the speakers near you so you really hear how your mic is sounding yeah. back there other times it's not so it didn't feel like my mic was like super loud so i was nervous yeah. if i whisper like this will they hear it? will they hear it yeah and i must have asked 10 different people uh oh and it moves so fast and they're and because they do it every day they're not at all concerned and it because sure. you're only gonna do it maybe who knows how many times yeah, yeah, yeah. in this lifetime <laughs> you're like this needs to go this needs to be good um can i tell you a sound check story for me uh-huh so we were at sound check and they the way that they sound checked for our show i mean they did a full one where we did it with a band and everything but because it's a musical performance but um the way that they were starting it was they had each individual sing a cappella and so it's with all these ridiculous singers going, and they're all singing a cappella. And now, it, are they it, being obnoxious? Are they going like, no, they're, re- they're really singing, ah! they're really singing like good. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah and sure. They're, they're taking, you know, they're being real. And they're, and, um, and it sounds amazing. Uh-huh. And, but it's a cappella. It's so, and there's like the whole crew's there, and everyone's there. And I was like, I got, when I realized this is how we were going to do it, I would just get, I was like freaking out. I was like, this is just so, this is uh, so stressful. And, and, and they all sound so good and they're going on and it's not like a quick, like, Hey, is this working? No, it was like, (laughs) sing for a minute. And it was like, it was felt like an eternity. And so, um, it got to my turn and I was like, as they were like, okay, Russell, and I was like, I was like, this is a fucking nightmare. And then my mic came on, and it was so loud as I was saying, this is a fucking nightmare. No way. Uh, yeah, it was like, it was like, this is a fucking nightmare, nightmare, <laughs> nightmare, like in the studio. <laughs> and then, um, what are you saying? What what line? I just did one of the things from the chorus we were doing in the show. And you think people in the tech were, were like, oh, he's an actor who sings. He's he's absolutely because it was like it was like also it's like a harmony part you know like my heart was breaking down but I always come back for more yeah like it was that is that is very embarrassing (laughs) it wasn't like here's my solo um no so uh it was very stressful to me in that moment but um and it just it goes so fast goes so fast did you have like a big dressing room for the whole cast no. We had, um, so there's three dressing rooms off of the green room. Yeah. And so the, like the principal guys were put in that. Uh huh. And then I think Celine had like an SNL. Where did you change? In that dressing room. Oh, you all went one by one in that room? No, it was big enough. There was couches. Like it was, it was a big enough dressing room that you could fit like seven or eight guys. There was like two couches, two chairs, a TV, you know. For those wondering that. That clicking noises—that's Russell moving the mints <laughs> against his teeth. Uh, right. 
so so with Corden, they do this bit that like it's it's I, I don't want to be seen as a stand-up comedian before I get on stage. I want that to be your first impression. I hate with comedy shows where like there's no green room and the audience member is like, hi. And I'm like, oh, no, no, no. Mm-hmm. But they do this thing for Corden where they in the beginning, he goes like, let's go backstage, see our guests. And it's it's uh, Neil uh, Linda Cardellini. Is that her name? Yeah. And then me. And I wanted to do something funny. I think one of the funniest ones I've heard so far is like Greg Stone, uh, who did it a couple weeks before me. Uh, said something I think along the lines of like thanks James I owe you one and at the end of the set he gave five dollars to James Corden like Mm -hmm. as a bit Mm -hmm. which I'm not that I don't know maybe I don't have the chutzpah to do it but I was like I'm not gonna do any weird bit there I thought it was very funny what you did but so so Tova kind of had the idea of like I'll do a bathrobe thing I'll make it like sexy I guess and funny and just just so but it's very under-rehearsed. And Chris was there. Yeah. And I said, Chris, could you hand me grapes uh, uh, in my mouth? And I'll, I'll just say, like, hey, James, I'm Wait, here. I haven't seen this part of the Oh, you haven't yet. seen the part? No. Have you seen the pictures of me in the bathrobe, yeah, though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what it was from. Oh, my God. So, so like, they open the door, and there's just a camera, and James is talking to you from the stage. And you can barely see him on the little camera screen. You can't really hear him. You can kind of hear when something gets a laugh. But it's... It's hard. It's like it's like Zoom communication. Yeah. And this big moment. So I open the door and hey, and he, you know, whoa. Uh, uh, and then I said for some reason, I was like, do you want to come in? Like, I really immediately switched to a very like, I'm gay. Like that's, you know, the, it's just like a degree of like, hey, you want to come in and we'll suck each other off? Like that's the, that's the comedy. I'm, I just immediately fall back, fell back. You were like so really we like rehearsed it twice. I was really trying not to focus on it. All I care about is the set. This is not the important part. Yeah. But we go back there and I give Chris, I bought grapes in advance. And first we're trying to figure out the door angle to do it. And it was very funny because we had uh, the comedy coordinator, Authentic was there, Haley. And I said, can you watch? Tell us what you think. And she said, oh, can, can the grapes go higher? And Chris is just a short little boy, so he that that hurt his feelings. And but then we, we kind of got it down, and the grapes were going to go away. It was hard to cue it because we didn't know what James was going to say. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know, have the grapes go away, and then I'll be like more, and then they'll come back. But I guess when we open the door for the actual thing, you're in the dressing room. They just knock, and you open it. I opened the door less than I had in rehearsals. Oh. So Chris couldn't get around. Oh. So I guess Chris, like, I think he went on the dressing room, the green room chair and hung them over the grapes. But all I know is I went to go look at the grapes to my right, no grapes. And then I look up and they're way high. So I have to like kind of bite them like a giraffe in a tree. Oh my God. And then one of the grapes fell into like the door, the picture with my name on it. And it was, uh, it was weird. And they cut around it a little bit. Uh-huh. And I think, like, given what it is, it was fine enough. But I uh, should have run it a little more. Yeah. For sure. That's stressful to, to have to do a bit outside of the set. Absolutely. Absolutely. I would have I would have skipped it. I got stressed that we had to do the good nights. Like, we had to, like, be there to be, like, having fun. Uh-huh. And, like, you know when you're, like, have to have fun and you're, like, oh, you know? Were you in your... Outfit for that. Yeah, it was just after our performance. You, you should have made like, a statement with the shirt. That would have been moving. Just what do you mean? You know, like like some people at the SNL closing, they have like a shirt that'll say like, oh, like oh, uh, oh. Uh, what's his name? Um, Don was it Don Cheadle? Don Cheadle. Don yeah. Cheadle has a shirt that like protect trans kids. Yeah, but you didn't want to do that. 
I didn't know. I didn't. Honestly, it went right from our last performance. So I would have to wear the shirt the whole performance. Um, it went right from our performance into that. Um, so I, I kept my shirt on from my blouse from the show. Um, but, uh, but you know, it's like, and then when they air it, it's five seconds. But when you they film in the goodbye, you're dancing like a crazy person for five minutes, you know, and you're just like, yeah. We are having fun. Yeah. Were you starstruck at all? You- no. Um, no, I mean, it is. I was I was starstruck by the building. Uh-huh. I was starstruck by, like, when we got there, they're like, here's your dressing room. And you, like, walked out in the hall and the SNL studio was open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you could, like, see SNL. You could peek in? You could you see could the go stage? In. You could, the stage was open. Like, you could you saw go it. in. Yeah. That's and really so, cool. So... I was starstruck by that, like being in the building and being in those halls that you've seen on TV for years and years and years. That little intern office thing where they'd sometimes do bits when you come out from yeah, like yeah, the yeah. host comes out from the thing. So that's right where the dressing room was. So I was like, holy shit, I know this hall. Um, I was starstruck by that. But then when you actually meet like Seth Meyers, you know, it's very quick and, and he's very nice. But, it you know, it, it didn't, it, that didn't feel like. As, did, you, did you shake his hand? Was he going? He shook everyone's everyone's hand, yeah. That's nice. Yeah. That's fun. Um, and then Matt, you got to work with Matt. Yeah, Matt did a little opening for the Matt Rogers, Matt Rogers. who we want to have. I saw yeah. him. The, I saw him the next day. Matt and Bowen. Yeah, before the oh the they, concert before the concert you before the concert. concert. I don't. I I wonder if they were going to the concert. I mean, oh, it, was a, it was like a very specific time to be having dinner at that particular it's restaurant. Close, so close. Um, but uh, well, that's exciting. Like looking back, do you wish you had prepared in any different way? No, it was stressful because um, we were prepping to op- open previews for the show, and the cut of the number is not the way it's done in the show. Yeah. So it's a very specific performance for late night or for like a TV show. So what was kind of the mind fuck of it was getting ready with the new staging for that song in the previews, but then having completely different staging for the TV show. Yes. And then also that was the that was different staging from when we did it at Asylum. So it was like having three different stagings of that musical number yeah. in your head and being like, wait, which is which what are we doing here? And um and you know, so that it just felt like also to only get the one chance. And basically to be like, we're gonna run it without costumes, take a break for five hours, and then you're gonna have to go and do this on the show without any sort of like wait, you know, just yeah. go. That felt stressful because it was so specific. It was a musical. It's not like a, like even with a sketch, you're like, oh, okay, there's a little wiggle room, you know, obviously. But I don't know. It felt like because it was so specific. It was so music. Also, at one point, um, this is, don't tell anyone. Um, but um, at one point, because there's a weird key change that doesn't happen in the show, I couldn't find my note <gasps> for the the ver- for, for the first word. we When we sang the end of you're here for, uh-huh. um, for my heart will go on. I couldn't find that note, so I faked it, and then I just came in on here. So you were, I, 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 I John Marco. I went to open my mouth and I realized I don't know this note, <laughs> and because there's a weird, it's coming from a weird key change, and I was like, and I can't on live TV or not live TV. I can't on TV do it wrong, and then because then they probably could fix it. They they do some post. Thing. Sure, sure. But I was like, who wants to like, you know, 
I was like, I better just fake it and then come in when I when I know. It would it. be funny if they heard the wrong note and the sound person immediately is like, it's this one. Yeah. They they just knew from the sound tests <laughs> the exact button to press to fix yeah. it. Because I knew it would have been like, yo, you know, like you have to find it, you know, like you, when you're like, yeah. Stressful. So I was like, Stressful. No. So I'll just fake it and come in when I know it. Um, Yeah. For me, it was hard. It was less. My opening joke did not like slam dunk as much as I had hoped it would. Uh-huh. And in, in a way where. It was a very good set. I appreciate it. But that opening is like, it normally gets like a very specific kind of pop, like at JFL, at comedy clubs. And it really was like, I I had that feeling of, oh, this is not necessarily the ideal stand-up audience. I'm a little bit to the right. They're a little bit, they're far away, which I've heard for some late night, not all of them, but like they felt like far away. Uh I kept turning to the band (laughs) because normally the band is like, like if Douglas is on stage, I know if I turn to Douglas, he's going to be showering me with love yes, and laughs. Yes. <laughs> Reggie Watts is not a fan of my comedy. <laughs> I kept looking over he's just there. Like dead eyed. And then I'm like, "All right, moving on to the drummer." Like, doesn't he do a lot of comedy stuff too? Yeah, who who knows? They did two sh- tapings that day. I couldn't do that. I'm not a good no. laugher. Even if I'm forcing it, you 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 can feel it. You can feel me go. <laughs> I can do late night like that. Um, that kind of late night. Tova can hear in in the podcast uh, uh, whenever I'm f- doing a fake laugh because oh. uh, it's coming after something that you say. So, uh, <laughs> ditto, my friend. Oh, ditto. Okay. Um, I'm I'm just we, we have uh, we, we should wrap this up. So we'll probably just release this. This is fun. Yeah, it's a fun just, little bonus. We'll just we'll, we'll tag um, it on the front of this episode. What's right what's what's your next late night dream? Which one, show do you want to do now? With Titanic or <laughs> solo characters solo. piece, <laughs> I love seven it. minute character bit. I mean, could you be the guy that goes to the couch and does a big weird character bit? No, um, that's when I watch those people that really commit to those things. I'm like, that is, I mean, but you're silly and funny like that. But Will is. Ferrell would do. I remember uh, uh, Kristen Wiig did one where she was uh, from Game of Thrones and she had like two beanie baby dragons. Yeah, she, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. it is it's it's bold. You but I I I also understand I also understand the thinking behind it because there's a part of you that's like I'd rather do that than have to talk about me. Do you know what I mean? Like talk about like like I say that on this podcast. Jesus but, fucking Christ. Well, I know that you say it on this podcast. Oh, no, I know. But I but you know what I'm saying like the, I can see the thing of in, in people to be like I'd rather do a character thing so I have a bit of separation from this and I don't have to worry about like is my life story that I'm going to tell sure, on this thing sure, going to be sure. really boring people are going to be like what the fuck why did they share that you know because that does happen like most times you're like yeah cool and it also, is stressful it's also like more it's also when people are doing stories from their life it's so hard to have a, a, a transition where you don't feel it like the host. Yeah, the host. You know, like, it can be a little like, clunky so where they what, go. So you recently so you've been gotten a- into popsicles and then like, I got a popsicle stuck up my butt. You know, the, the like, big mistake like, is so- when it gets too specific where it's like, so you've done a lot of movies. Have you ever stolen anything crazy from I- set? <laughs> I'm I'm lifting that one directly. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I, and then I think it's just for me, like Roddy Dangerfield, he'd do full sets. Uh-huh. He would just do these one-liners, yeah. and and Johnny Carson knew. Well, we've interviewed people on the podcast where that that can happen sometimes. Sure, someone. Well, I like, think oh. I feel like the reason those Arna clips did really well is like we tapped into that really quick. I was like, yeah. "You've never said love, no." And then she goes into the the bit, 
in, in a way where I know what to ask in that moment to not trip up the their setup. But the some bit. people can't. But like some of uh, Louis' best, the, the the big viral moment, I don't know if it was the moment, but everything's amazing and nobody's happy, was him doing his stand-up with Conan. I feel like Conan was like an excellent yeah. tee it up for the comedians. Yeah. Um, all right, we, we got to wrap this up. We got to find out where our guest is, Rafi Bastos. Uh, uh, thank you for listening to The Downside. Um, fucking tell your friends. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. That's the we, way. That's the way these things grow. Now we've been on two late night credits. Suddenly, two late night credits. Uh, uh, we do have a live show uh, uh, January fifteenth. I'll make sure tickets on sale by the time we release that. Sesh Comedy Club. It's late. It's a ten to accommodate uh, Rusty Boy over Ooh, here. Uh, uh, so ten p.m. We'll have a really good guest. Uh, and uh, then we'll release it on the Patreon if you're not a member, patreon.com slash downside. Thank you for listening to The Downside. You're going to die someday. Oh, that was a fun little treat. Yeah, wow. Oh, I love that. I love reliving it. What what accent was that you were doing at the very end of that clip? Um, Wait, what clip? The the one we just played of us when we did the late night at the end you started doing it was some kind of accent in in the Asian region I think oh and shut the fuck up Russell um, well, I'm very emotional today and so so just just so you know Russell this is gonna this is uh this is what's gonna come out uh this is like our end of the year episode okay. uh, last year I did a best of episode I uh, do not have the facilities to do that this year but I'm hoping. That in the in the new year, with uh, some more funds coming in, that uh, uh, I can hire a f- our fantastic producer Paige Asachika to uh, you know throughout the year mark the couple good moments every few four or five episodes, and then assemble yeah. it at the end of twenty twenty three. Yeah, if we could just put together ten solid minutes from a year <laughs> of work, you know. <laughs> um. Russell, I'm so I had such an emotional day, um, but uh, uh, I, I I'm at the University of Miami. Um, uh-huh. My sister You're- graduated. Right. Um, this is December, uh, so I, I never went to the big graduation. I had like the theater school graduation in the theater. I never went to the big one. I had no desire. Um, I I think the older I get, the more I'm like, oh, this is big. Even though this like sucks, you know, it's literally a listing of names. For yeah. a lot of people, this might be the only time they're ever on a stage outside of a eulogy. Well, they would have been on stage for their high school graduation too. Yeah, but this is like at least here. This is like a this is like a stadium. You know, oh, I they see. Don't, I see. They yeah, don't get to perform for a stadium like I do every Friday and Saturday night. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, that's true. There's, it's a very interesting, I feel like this is a December graduation. So I feel like there's two kinds of families there. There's families of like kids who are like geniuses who graduated early. And then there's families of kids who like, you know, it took them four and a half, maybe five and a half years. And they're so happy. They're like, thank God we made it. Thank God. Something went terribly wrong along the way. Uh And, and, uh, I was there. On on my sister's dad's side, it was my dad, and on her mom's side, it was my ex stepmom, her grandma who listens to the podcast, right? Uh, her two aunts, her aunt's kids, her stepmom's step hus- uh, stepmom's husband, her stepdad, and I mean just just a 
there's a real uh, uh, real lack of Serezis to yeah. other yeah. side. Um, and uh, sorry, Russ, I have so much to share. Feel, feel free to totally shut up. No, but, no, no. I, I'm, I'm curious. So why are you so emotional? So, well, so first, I mean, first, you know, seeing my dad, oh my Jesus Christ. Like, so one woman, one woman, like her kid went on and she was like, and my dad, like, you know, whispers to me, like, I, I, I bet that's the sound she makes when she has an orgasm. Fine. Oh my God. It's crude. It's crude. I'm a, I'm a, his son. That's okay. That's uh-huh. fine. Right. But then I see him after he tells me this joke, he turns to my sister's mom to tell yeah. her the same joke. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, it's, it's like, to me, that's a, you know, these are the warning signs. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> but it's like, look- Listen, though, I got to cut in real quick. Um, it's only because it's a bad joke that you, I mean, we all do the, we're, we're testing out the joke with a few different people, with a few different things. You know, that's all he was doing. But it's only because you don't like the joke that it's like, oh, brother, you know? Yeah, but it's more like, it's more like audience. Like, you can't, you, like, what do you expect from your, from your, your ex-wife, ex-wife to be like, yes, I love that joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So my dad, he, uh, he, he can't, he can't hear anything that I say. Um, this has been a problem for 10 years and he goes, you don't enunciate, you don't enunciate or you're not loud enough. Imagine, just imagine. You're you're pretty loud. I'm pretty pretty loud. And, and I, I, I've said before, and listen, my dad's like, he's dealt with a lot of illness. But I've said in the past, and I said much more firmly this time, I said, have you thought, because he's 70 now. I said, have you thought about hearing aids? And immediately he's like, no, my hearing is fine. My hearing is absolutely fine. It's just you and your sister. You don't enunciate, and it's hard to hear. Now, about five seconds later, uh, my sister's mom, my ex-stepmom says something. My dad's like, what would you say? I can't hear anything you're saying. Oh my he talks about all his employees and how they they seem to struggle to like he's always telling them they need to enunciate more because he can never understand what they're saying. Oh God! And, and so I I I really go for the fences. I go, okay, Dad, because he's really into science. Like I don't know, yeah. if he knows like material science like more than the layman. He likes science. Uh-huh. Yeah. I said, okay, Dad. I said, okay, Dad. If I'm a scientist and I go. No one has ever complained about me being too quiet or enunciating, except for you. What should my takeaway be from that analysis? And, and he goes, okay, but this is before I, he said what to 10 people. He was like, okay, but if I can hear everyone except for you, what should be my takeaway? And I said, okay, dad, I hear where you're coming from. How about this? I will work to enunciate more and you try hearing aids for a day. Yeah. He immediately shuts back down and goes, no, I don't need hearing aids. And I'm like, well, we've, we've, we've hit an impasse. Yeah. I mean, Um, he did offer up almost everyone in his life currently as talking too quietly. Yes. So, so, yeah. So then I, I walked around campus. I'd had like, I I told you do these mints now, they're 2.5 milligrams, but Pot makes me a little, I think, a little more like susceptible to emotion. But yeah. I'm walking around this campus, and I haven't been back since I graduated, 2011. Yeah. And I am like, I am like struggling 
to breathe. I'm struggling to breathe. Every every place I go, there's you know a uh, uh, hundred memories of like, I, I oh there's where I met uh, some of the 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 people in my grade. There's where we we like worked on this scene. There's the room I went to every morning to like sing. There's uh, there's where uh, uh, I always saw the alligator as I walked to class. And it's surreal because Miami has a lot of money. They have built a shitload. And in fact, I went to go to my my theater department, which was a huge building that I also lived in for about two years. And it uh-huh. was demolished. It's entirely oh, gone. Oh, the wow. whole building is gone. So I'm just like walking around and I'm just like, I, I, I haven't felt... I, I like I, I I that feeling of like oh my god this was twelve years ago I can still remember it I can still remember I I, I saw a stairwell well where I had like an existential crisis I I saw uh, I you know this place where I heard this bad news this all these views all these perspectives and I, I felt like fuck I'm I'm old I once was young. I'm, I'm like dying. I wish I could go back. I wish I had done this. I wish I had done that. Uh, and it really was just a mindfuck, man. I could have just walked around all day by myself. That's, that's so strange, though, that... I mean, I understand the thing of, like, going, revisiting places you've been in the past and having a strong emotional response. I've, I've definitely had that experience. But it never flips over for me in terms of I wish... It, I could go back. It's always like, no, this is definitely better. <laughs> like yeah. where I am in life. Because, but maybe that's, I mean, I don't know. It took, it took me a long time to feel like I know who I am. And I still don't, you know, and, and we know, none of us really do. But I, I think like, I think of, uh, like anytime I'm having those kind of things, I'm like, oh, I was in this thing that I didn't really like doing and like, I was just kind of like trying to, you know, uh, do the right thing. And I, I don't know, like, I, I, I always feel like when I'm revisiting those past things, I was like, I, I feel like I'm a more full person now than I did then. Um, I mean, so, it makes sense because you're like, what, you're 12 years older than me? It makes sense why you might have more <laughs> perspective. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm 12 no, years I, older I guess- than me. No, but I think it's like, to your point, it's like, I didn't know who I was. And I, I think about, you know, I feel a, a degree of sadness of like, almost everyone from my college, we, we fell out of touch. Yeah. And I think about, I think about, oh, if I had been a more, you know, again, I've, I've, I've all sorts of like, stresses and anxieties and and my mind gets stuck on things and I work too much but I I think oh I know myself so much more now I wish I could bring who I am now into the opportunity of like going to this event and being with this group of people I wish I could go to a football game as a freshman now because now yeah. I know oh you know what fucking Jamarco get drunk dude yeah. Who cares if you work on your singing tomorrow morning? And again, yeah. in a lot of ways, I'm still similar in that, like, you know, I'm, a, I'm a, still a workaholic. I, I really struggle. But especially because of Tova, I'm like, I am more able to take some moments off. And I go yeah. back and I'm like, oh, man, I should have, like, gone out. I should have gone to that weird yeah. frat party. A miserable time. And, like, yeah. and like 
got rejected by a girl I, I tried to hit on and I should have gone to a bar and gone to a club and uh, all that, all that stuff. I, I, and you know, it's, it's like you go, you go like, Oh, well I can apply these lessons to my life now. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I, and I, I have to say, I hope this doesn't hurt your feelings, but I do think um, knowing you and I've, I've known you since 2015, um, you, even in that amount of time have been like, it's a huge difference in how you interact with people and how you, you, you know, like before truly you were so focused on like work stuff, like that, it, it, like in interacting with you, everything was built around that. So there's such a wall up of like, you know, connecting with you truly. Like it took me a long time to like, feel like I really knew who you were. So I do, I can see how you've gotten much better at that more naturally, like late, like since I've known you, because I can see you meet new people now. And it's, I can feel that there's a huge difference of when I was meeting you and getting to know you in 2016. So I can only imagine that that has softened since when you were a little bit younger and it was even more intense, possibly. Well, um, I'm glad so we can talk about that on the podcast that I'm being paid to do for work. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, ever, ever since you started this podcast, I feel like I know you now. Um, so it was a, you know, I still, I still got the dinner with my dad and this whole crew, and I feel uh, uh, just anxious, man. My dad is just. You know what? I don't know. I don't know if they're all coming to my comedy show tonight. Which do you know? If, that, do you know if anyone is, or or you're just? I know, don't have a, I know my sister is, and I mean, it sounds like her her grandma is a huge fan. But like, if it's all of them and my dad, that's going to make me sick because yeah. this is. I mean, listen, her, her side of the family is all sweet. It's just dynamics, and this theater is like. Um, like the size of like the pit loft. Oh my uh, god! Cool. Oh, computer. Oh. It was That's so funny. Very stressful. I'm backstage. I'm backstage, and like the ticket counts have been fine. You know, I've yeah. been pushing it, but you know, who knows? It's hard to sometimes. You're like, maybe I don't have an audience in Miami. Who knows? But I'm in the green room, and one of the comments comes back. Goes like, it's looking good out there, and I was like, oh shit, really? Oh hell yeah! I walk out on stage. Oh no, no! There's like eighteen people tops. Oh, top. Yeah, and I just felt, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't like bummed. They were fantastic. This amazing space where eighteen people it feels like enough. But I was just like, to me, I was like, this is, is this killing it? Yeah. For, you know, for this um, space. Yeah. And one other thing that happened, so I'm leaving the graduation uh, venue and it's packed, everyone's pouring out. And uh, uh, a little, uh, not little, I would guess 16, 15, 16, comes up to me and is like, oh, could I take, I'm a big fan, can I take a picture with you? And, you know, I, I, she has me sign the, uh, the graduation pamphlet and then takes a picture with them. And I, I do that thing, I kind of look to see if any, any, of my family or ex family, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, not a single one was facing that direction. Man, I that, listen. That sucks because you really want to get like that is a cool thing to have happen. You know, 
yeah. I told the story. I've told the story before, but that the one of the earliest times I was going out on a date with Nicole was right after that Bachelorette show, and we were meeting, and we went to get on the subway at Forty Second Street in Times Square, and there was a group of people that came running up to me who had just been at the show, and they were like, and it was like Nicole didn't really know me at that point; she hadn't seen the show yet. She hadn't seen how bad that show was. So uh, <laughs> it was just one of those things where you're like, like you're like, oh yeah, you know, this happens sometimes. It never happened again, and it just never happened since. Um, um, no, it happens. It happens more with Titanic because it's like the theater's right across the street from the um, subway. Uh, but um, yeah, that's so funny. Uh, the graduation was, you know, as you expect, pretty boring. But you know what? It made me like, again, this is like kind of stoned thoughts at the time. But like everyone's watching, you know, the the video montage. There were soldiers that came out and they did like, you know, someone sang the national anthem or whatever. And I'm watching them like cheer for the University of Miami and they're all wearing the colors and they're all blah, blah, blah. And I'm at the side. So I kind of can kind of see it kind of a, a, a special kind of view. And I'm like, oh, my God, this this is like. In a way, it feels like they're preparing them for the blind patriotism of like being an American. Mm-hmm. Like it's again, you can't, you know, you can't. If you're in the right frame of mind, you can look at any group of people facing a speaker, and like I just got flashbacks to, you know, like Nazi Germany. Just like yeah. you see these people like making their their hand gesture for the you and singing, and there's soldiers, and there's someone, you know, yelling anti-Semitic slurs on stage. And you're like, oh my God, this is so similar. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to have any sort of like ceremonial thing where it doesn't feel a little weird. Because you're like, yeah. cer- the, the ceremony is such a weird thing of like, why are we doing this? Because because if it's a ceremony that's something that's done every year this way, there's just an implication that there's no thought put into it. And so it's just people blindly doing something that they've always done, which is weird. You know what I mean? Like, it's like very like, wait, why are we doing it this way? Why is this happening? You know? Um, and so it, 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 I can often feel like that. I feel similar. It feels, it's like, I, I, it's not like it's real Nazism. But, and it's, it's, such it's, a, just, it's such a weird event because every member of the audience really only cares about 10 seconds of the event that they're here yes, for. Yes, 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 well, um, it's like Well, it's like so often weddings, too. Like, you'll go to a wedding and you'll be like, you'll be like, no one thought about any of this. They'll be like, yeah. like they'll be like, they, they, they put this all together very quickly so they can have this party. And it feels... It's just weird, you know, it's just like a, a weird thing that like, you're like, well, this is what happens at weddings. And really no one cares about until they're going to kiss. Do you know what I mean? Like no one really cares until yeah. it's happening, until the end of it. Um, so. Um, do you, do you remember your graduation? Did you go to either? I didn't go to grad school because um, I was booked and blessed. Um, so I had a job to go and do. Um, I didn't. Um, By the way, I, Russ, you know, I've never heard you say the the phrase "booked and blessed," and I have to feel like you have heard people oh, in Titanic say oh, it. Oh, I I am picking up on so many gay say. I was just telling them at <laughs> I was just telling them at Titanic. I was just telling them last night. It's so funny because um, they were joking about something, and they're like, "Russell, you must blah blah blah." And I was like, I was like, "Oh, 
I noticed the other day, Nicole was kind of like talking sternly to the, the cat. And in my head, I said, yes, drag him. Like, <laughs> no. In my, head, in my head, I was just like, I was just like filling in what someone from someone would say in the show. And I just was like, yes, drag him. <laughs> oh my God. That is so fucking funny. <laughs> um, so, um, so no, I've never actually said booked and blessed till right now, but yes, absolutely. That is something I have picked up. Um, so, uh, um, no, so I didn't go to grad school and then I did go to, um, undergrad, but truly I don't really fucking remember anything about it. It was not, it was not very impressive to me. It was in like a, a bad gym, you know, I did, I didn't love it. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, I don't know. I, I just, I, I, I just can't get excited about that kind of thing. I just don't connect. I mean, you go to concerts, so you know what it's like to connect with, like, musically a group of people. But, like, for the guys of, like, we went to this, I just can't help it. I'm too cynical. I look at, I look at this college, and I see this, like, crazy new buildings they built and the new bridge and the house that the head of the school stays in. And I'm just like, man, everyone's getting fucking scammed. Everyone's getting scammed. They were charging for like food and drink at, at the graduation thing. And I'm like, can you give us a fucking break? No, that's crazy. I mean, they, that, it is so hard to not be incredibly cynical about all colleges. I just feel like, I, I don't know. I just really turned a corner where I have like very little respect for those institutions. And I would, it would be really hard to be like, yes, you should definitely go if I had a child. You know what I'd be like? No, don't go. Like, who cares? Do you know what I mean? Like, we'll find someone that knows someone, and that's how you'll get a job. Because, I, I don't know. I mean, depending on what they want to do, I guess, it just feels very, like, everyone I know that I talk to on a daily basis does nothing with their, with their, with their degree that they spend tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of dollars on. And, and to kind of see the people that, like, then benefit from that system of just kind of being there for decades long, these fucking losers, like these fucking losers that run those things. Like I think of like some of the high, high academic type people at my undergrad and they were fucking losers. Do you know what I mean? Like they live in these small college towns and they just, uh, you know, and there's so much money. I remember there was like, you know, like there was like a teacher who, I don't know what it was, but he like, he, he was the reason I went to this college. He like, you know, at the audition, he like talked to me like really bluntly, but like, he seemed like a brilliant, like a creative mind. And I, there's always been a part of me, like he basically became friends with like some of the kids. It was one of these fucked up things where he was like friends with some of the students. Yeah. Uh, not in a bad way. I mean, you know, this happens, this happens in college. Yeah. But like, he, there was some kind of rift with us. And I think the big thing was like, uh, which, you know, I'm sure was annoying. But when I, when I went to the school, I said, I have this voice teacher at home. I want to keep studying with her. Is that okay? And he was like, yes, of course. And then I got to school and they were like, you can't be studying with another voice teacher while you're doing our program. And how would they even, how would they even know? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, mean, I, mean, I told them. You they didn't. This was like, and this is where I'm like, man, someone need to put me in an institution. 
I would go to these uh, practice rooms, these, you know, uh, sound, sort of soundproof booths that you'd sweat tremendously, it'd be boiling hot. And what I would do, because I was so anxious about like getting tattled on, like they implied like they might kick me out, that I would oh uh, put up uh, a blanket over the little window. Sean Marcos. Oh my God, Russell, I did this for, for probably the whole fucking years because I was so terrified. They kind of implied they would kick me out. Oh my and, God. And I, I would be sweating even more and I would do like hour, two hour long lessons. And again, it's like, you know, it was obsessive. And at one yeah. point I was doing one hour Mondays, two hours Fridays and spending a fortune. And it, 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 was, it was not good. However, this program was not that good either. And this teacher kind of fell out with me. I, I always remember distinctly, he, he was Jewish and he, he was also a chef and he would invite all the Jewish classmates and people he liked to his house for the Jewish holidays. And he didn't invite me. And, you know, it was fucked up. It was fucked up. And, and he took it out of me in other ways too. And I look back on it and I'm like, that's a 50-year-old tenured yeah. professor. Why don't you yeah. fucking lace up your shoes and, yeah, am I a little bit of a weird 18-year-old? But fucking, yeah. like, grow the fuck up. Grow yeah, the he's fuck a, up. Fucking he's, a fucking, he's a loser. Um, the, um, the, yeah, I, 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 I felt more strongly about my undergrad kind of I, – I, I only liked a few of the people in undergrad, like professors. Um, but, again, I was in music school and I shouldn't have been. Grad school, I was – I, I liked more of the people, but it was because also it was a free program. So that, that does change how you view the thing. I was like, I'm getting paid to go here. So it's, you know, it's, it's less of a, I felt less like fuck off kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Um, but That's pretty wild. You got paid. You got paid. Well, this like, is, you know, those acting programs are like that. Some of them though, you know, like, the, no, um, I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't much, let me tell you. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but um i was thankful for that you know but yeah the, the, it, it was the thing of like when people were professors were petty you'd be like yeah. i remember one time in undergrad i was taking two i was taking you know because i was a music ed major so i had two different education classes one was like uh teaching young children general music kind of class and one was teaching opera to children um, both things that I do not do anymore, but um, at, the teaching to opera class, at least we went out into schools to like, like do it, like give the presentations that we were learning and blah, blah, blah. And um, I remember one time I had to give a presentation at the school and I, it conflicted with one of my general music classes. And I went to the professor and I was like, okay, so I'm supposed to be teaching this 45 minute lesson at a nearby school this day so if i can change my five minute presentation in this general music class that i was going to give to other people in the class not to real kids yeah and it yeah, was yeah. a five and i was like if i can just switch with someone and do a different day so i can go and do this thing and he's like that's not going to work for us and i was like so you as the person who's teaching me music education think it's more beneficial for me to have a five minute lesson to a bunch of 21 year olds or I could teach a 45 minute lesson too. It just was like, what are, what is the goal here? Do you know? It's just like, it just, it, it, it just is a constant reminder. It's never really about like bettering. It's just like a, all of these people's egos and 
And also, also it's, ju- it's just so they, they can keep a job and just so that they can have food. And, and they can yeah. live in these yeah. shithole towns and, like, you know, keep their little power in this little community. It's just, ugh. It's fucking and, of nice. course, in tenure, tenure is, like, this whole thing where, yes, again, yes. I, I don't... It's like it's beneficial in some ways, of course. Teachers, you know, there's lots of tremendous teachers out there who yes. it protects them. But then you have these like these nightmare, horrible teachers. We had this teacher, and he taught he taught movement, and like everyone, like jokingly, they're like, you know, he's no he's no good. And it's like, and you're not going to get rid of him because everyone here is paying fifty thousand dollars a year to prepare them for their fucking lives. Yeah, what is this? And everyone's yeah. joking and joking. Um, I remember there was this, there was this, especially with the the arts. There was this woman, and she was a dancer, and she got on to "So You Think You Can Dance" uh-huh. um, in the same year as her sister, older, who was also tremendous. And they they said, "No, you can't do it because you're in the ensemble of Hello Dolly." <laughs> <laughs> and you know, it's this kind of stuff where we're like. <laughs> I I I understand. Like I think very often about like it would be tough to to teach a good acting program if people are are actively pursuing the industry because yeah you 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 need time to learn things and grow. But unfortunately, but that's but that's what they're they're there to do. So you're like if, if they book it, then done. You're you like you teach someone who's not book, booking it. You know like yeah. I always said it's crazy, like, especially in Miami, you know, it's not New York or LA or Chicago, but they, they film shit all the time. Why would yeah. you not have the kids, at least starting in junior year, fucking go audition any chance yeah. you get learning yeah. about the fucking world? Yeah. And, and um, having to have to make those decisions of like, do I want to take this thing right now? You know, like, that's a real decision of like, do I want to take this opportunity? Or do, I wanna, do I think that saying this other thing is going to be, you know, you're not always going to be right, but they should have practice having to make those decisions. I I remember the the teacher I was talking about that that uh, it was not very good. He directed our senior showcase, which again, oh. this is like another thing uh, where they gave it to him because he was tenured. Even though this is like the moment for us to get an agent or a manager. Yeah. And so I wanted to do this monologue. Uh, from from the office, which at the oh. time was not hacky but cool and innovative, and <laughs> I it was this. I don't know if you remember this. I just found it. It says it goes like, "I love babies. I think they're beautiful in all sorts of different ways. I try to pick up and hold a baby every day if possible because it nourishes me and feeds my soul." And he just talks about babies. Yeah. And I I said this is what I one of the pieces I'd like to do. And my professor was like, you know, you're just not really like a comedy person. Oh. You know, you want to go out there and like tell people like, you know, I, I can be funny. Uh, I'm working on it. Let me show you what I've been working on. So, you know, you want to stick more to like, you know, drama stuff. Yeah. And, and it was very funny because basically what I, I did, I kept fighting and it was a fight. And then we got to do a presentation for like, this the school the conservatory and i got to do the monologue and it you know if i'm being uh, honest it killed and and i got to do it in the in the thing but like that's the kind of that's the kind of uh, insightful people we're talking about yeah 
You might, yeah. even if you think I'm a bad comedian, no one thinks I'm a better dramatic actor. Oh, that's so funny. Um, yeah, I, um, I, I will say that every, I always found people that would like surprisingly, like I was very frustrated with undergrad, but I did find like a couple of people that like were really level-headed and like two of which were, one that was the opera director. I was basically in this class that she taught and it was like all arias. And then like halfway through the class, she realized I was funny and she let me do monologues and stuff instead of opera arias, which I was oh, like, wow. like good for her to be like, this is not the curriculum. Like I should be, I should have to be singing arias like here, but, but it was like truly like, no, this will serve him better. You know, like this is a performance class and like, like, so that was nice. That was like, oh, okay. And then also my voice teacher too was really sweet. He's dead now, but he was an old Russian man and he saw me in a, a play. And then the next lesson he brought me in and he did not sing. And he told me I should stop doing music education and I should be an actor. I was like, oh, that's nice. It is very, it is very funny that that your that's your takeaway that every singing teacher in the world told you to stop singing. <laughs> and I was like, it was just that I was just such a true actor, you know. Um, no, yeah, they were like, okay, stop singing, um, and yeah, stop at doing this. At least it wasn't like you should be like a physicist or something. <laughs> yeah, I guess I never thought of it that way. That they were all literally like. Stop singing arias. <laughs> Stop singing arias for me, please. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, I don't know. You know, I, I think the thing that I take away from college, and, and I don't know what to do with this, where it's like, I guess the regrets I have or the feelings of like, oh, I should have I done this or I should have gone out more. It's like, I guess you learn that in college. Like, that's what yeah. it's for. You're not yeah. like... You know, I think there's a fantasy, and I have this fantasy with, with all sorts of things, whether it's starting in New York or, or starting in stand-up or, or starting at college where I'm like, oh, if I could go back now with my mind, I could have done so much better. And I guess that's just natural. Yeah. You know, of course I know now. Of course. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it's hard. It's hard. I'm, yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, I just like to look back now, you know, in five years and be like, oh, oh. if I have known yeah um that's why i think like i don't know that's why that's one of the reasons i've always been skeptical of like uh all institutions like marriage is because i think if you look back like two years ago even i'm like oh what the fuck was i thinking about yeah. anything i was an idiot yeah um, yeah i mean that's why it's like so weird when people are so weird about when things change like when they're like, you know, because that's why that's why I really struggle in the modern world because uh, things change so quickly and people will be like, oh, they're changing all these words. And you're like, yes, we've always done that. And like, yeah. you just have to, like, you have to be cool with things always changing because it's it's so hard not to truly feel bothered by it because I there's moments all the time where stuff happens where you're like, I don't know, I feel like an old person, curmudgeon. But you're like, if you embrace that curmudgeonness, like you feel so old so quickly because you're Definitely. like, there's just so many things that I'm wrong in my thinking about right now, just because mm -hmm. that's how they are in the world. And that's how we've always accepted it. And then, then that changes. And then you're like, Oh, 
well, are you, how open am I going to be able to be to all those changes? Or am I going to be like, now this is the way I knew it, you know? Like, so it's That's really hard to like balance all that. There's and some really great Twitter threads out there. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen them where some guy goes like, the history of kids don't work hard enough these days. Yes, and yes. And they show these, these uh, articles uh, dating back to like the 1800s of different times that adults have been like, these kids these days, they just don't want to work. And yeah. I think what's amazing is how people, how do they get to that age? And I guess we'll find out when we're, you know, in our 50s. How it's do they get happening. To- it's already happening. Do you know what I mean? Like you'll talk to someone our age and they'll be like, they'll talk about a younger person, a Gen Z person. And the, you know, and you're like, it's already happened. Like it's already like, you're already going down that path, you know? I think what's different though, is that really kids are not working these days. And it's really, <laughs> that's, that's what's unique about our scenario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, is this time we're correct. <laughs> um, well, uh, uh, I think this is where we can at least close uh, this, this, uh, this extra thing. Uh, so l- let's just talk, uh, you know, it's been, when did we start the downside? March of 2021? Yeah. So it's it's coming up. It'll it's over a year and a half. Oh my god! Uh, what are the uh, any any? Uh, last time we did like downsides of of doing the podcast or each other. <laughs> um, downsides. Any downsides about me? You want to share this rare opportunity where I'll take criticism? No, I don't. I don't think I have any about you. I think um, I feel like I, I feel like we've we've made a good stride in our communication and and you know Good. and we're we're in the thick of it in terms of these amps and doing the amount yeah, we're, that we're doing we're right now we, we so, are in the thick of the death for sure. I've, and i've been pleasantly surprised i'm like sometimes i'm like oh it's actually like better in some cases than the once a week kind of thing um yeah just just having but it is very like i feel like we've both been navigating it and trying to make the best of it and like still have a good time and a quality time and come up with good things. Um, yeah. And I feel like I feel proud of that, of what we've done in that way. Good. I'm glad yeah. I, it makes me want to, there's sometimes I've, Oh, you know, once amp, whenever amp is done or maybe amp lives on forever. Uh, but, but it makes me like, go like, you know, not, not that I want to be <laughs> Joe Rogan, but, but like, you know, he does, he clearly like does episodes that are like the four himself episodes where he has on, you know, like three of his friends, they, they get drunk, they, they get stoned, they talk. And it's like, you know, it's, I'm sure if you're like a real fan of these dudes, it's fun. And I'm like, maybe once a month or, you know, again, this is all like once, once there's more kind of of an income to support it, but like maybe once a month, uh, one of the four episodes a month, or, you know, every three months, some kind of bonus one where we get to just it be us. And maybe we have, you know, Douglas or Chris or Jessica or just like a space where like we cannot worry about having uh, a guest with with a following or just friends. And, and it could be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, by the way, I saw Chris today. Did you saw that? How, how's he doing? I saw him two days ago. He's, oh, he did? Where? In L.A. He helped me. We went out to breakfast. Oh, right, right, right. Um, he's great. He's great. Um, seeing him for the show. Uh, 
Can I tell you something um, unrelated to Chris? I, this is the weirdest thing, John Marco. I was been walking to like go to the theater early because uh-huh. we could be there a little early tonight. There's a New York Times thing happening, but um, drop <laughs> just humble brag. Um, but um, I like walked here and I don't know where I am. Like I really thought I was going along the right way, and I have I have like in my mind I'm like on the street. Or I'm standing where the theater should be, and this is not the theater. So I'm like very turned around, and I'm like questioning reality because I'm like I I I'm I should be there. Well, let me look. What happened to me? Oh, I see what I did. Okay. Okay. I'm. I have to. I'm. I'm not on the. I'm not by the park. I'm. I, okay. I have to cut through the park. Oh, Jesus um, okay, sorry. <laughs> you listen, the city is big. Sorry, I, it really I, drew me though, because I, you know, you take a turn and you're like, okay, and the theater will be right here. Like I've been walking where I need to walk, and then it was nothing I'd ever seen. It was like walking through the wardrobe into Narnia and being like, what? Where am I? Sorry. So, I okay. you, you see a sign. It's like, welcome to Pennsylvania, and you're like, yeah. oh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what is the New York Times doing tonight? Uh, well, uh, nothing really with me, but like, um, I think they've just interviewed and are doing some profile on the creators and then they're, they want to like observe slash film or take pictures of our, like our warm up, like our, our, our sound check. So we just have to go in earlier than we would for those pictures or video or whatever. I saw that Out Magazine is doing a feature. They said you're the number one gay performer of 2022. Fuck <laughs> you. Uh, well, that's that's. Joe's uh, <laughs> still feeling good. Last night was good. Last night was great. Really great crowd last night. Um, yeah, it's a, it's the crowds have been great. It's been, it's, it's, a, it's a lot of fun to do. You know, it's just a high energy. Lots of fun, um, and but it's 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 a bit tiring because it's like nonstop, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, Tova and I, she's coming to Miami tonight. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, oh, I gotta get a present for Tova. I wonder what's like. Right, right. Yeah. Luckily, thank God, Tova and I, I think we agreed because we have so many presents to get. We're gonna do like house purchases. Yeah, that's smart. That's what we do. Uh, yeah, I mean, stuff Tova needs. Um, she needs uh, some... There's the next the next volume of Dragon Ball Z Super, uh, volume 13. She's hoping for that. Okay, you're giving me presents for you. I know <laughs> this trick. Uh, um, I mean, you, you, I mean, you've known here, it for a long here's, time. Here's what I was thinking. I was thinking of like like either a gift certificate to a really good restaurant that's like up her like alley in terms of no cilantro kind of thing. Uh Or I was thinking like some sort of like mani pedi or like massage type of situation. Ooh, I think massage is massage is really good. Um, Do you you know, does she have a, does she have a standard place that she likes? No, I don't think I, I don't, think I've known her to get a massage other than when we went to 
the 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 spa thing together last year. Yeah, it's so, hard to do in New York. The only thing that's hard about it is like you want to send someone somewhere good, but I don't have like spots. Does that make sense? You know? Yeah, yeah. You want to ask someone. I mean, some some great gifts. She had a client. She got got her like a, a really nice cutting board where that like stores the knives inside the board, and it said Tova on it. Oh, that's um, nice. Uh, she got, but once she got, hopefully I'm not speaking out of turn, someone gave her, it seemed like it was a gift certificate for the restaurant, but it just covered the fee to make a reservation at the restaurant. So we we got there and like, we thought the meal was going to be covered, but it was just like the $20 for the reservation that was covered. And it was like a, it was a real bummer. No. Um, but you, I mean, what else have you done together? There's like, your massage is great. You know, you, you could do a step up and go super personal. But I think massage, oh is, no one says no to a massage. That's true. Um, we know she's allergic to cats. Last time she went to your place, she couldn't breathe for like three days. Um, yeah, that's true. She's Marco, I'm gonna cry. I walked the wrong direction. Fuck me. Marco, you are. You are. Uh, I know. <laughs> I'm. I'm. I'm trying to be like a good, like person. Like I'm not paying attention to where I'm going because I'm trying to be more concentrated on it's this like, conversation. Um, it's like as long as I try to text when I'm doing the amp, and like I swear, yeah. I'm like, all right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You can't do it. You can't. Because I, can, I know. I know I can tell when you're doing it, and I'm sure you can tell when I'm doing it. And it really is so noticeable. It really is like such a dumb fucking voice that you get when you're trying, both of us, when you're trying to do anything else and talk. It's like, um, oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I and then know, you try to take a long time to ask the next question, and it's so fucking obvious. I hear Toba do it all the time, and if I, if I call her out on it, I swear, if I ever installed a camera, like a secret camera in our home, it would just be to catch her when she lies and goes, I wasn't texting. It, it would yeah. just be for that. That I could yeah. be like, I have video footage of you texting while you said that yeah. you lied to me. But I do it when my parents call me. You know, there's times I'm like, oh, I should be closer to my parents. And they'll talk to me and I'm like, yeah, I, I'm intelligent enough to scroll Twitter and listen. And then five no. minutes later, no. like, zone in and my mom's like, yeah, and that's why I, I might only have a couple years left to live. And I'm like, oh, yeah. what the fuck did I just miss? Yeah. Um, Wait, I can't remember. Did I tell you on the podcast, the one I talked to my mom, she did that thing again? Where? Say, what? She did, oh, she did yes, that thing. Yeah, but say it again. I think you texted it or told me. So say it. Oh, yeah. So, 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 she, so I was like very busy. You know, I'm doing these things. And sometimes I take these amps in between two shows. So it was like, I had just done the amp with you. I had 10 minutes before I had to be like signing in to do the next show. And she called and like, it was fine. It was a very quick conversation, but I was like, okay, I really got to go, you know, and then she had a couple more things to tell me. And then I was like, I'm so sorry. I just, I really have to go. Cause I have to grab food before I'll be there back in five minutes. And so she goes, okay, 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 yeah, I get it. You're so busy. And then, and then I was like, okay, well, I'll talk to you soon. She goes, she goes, oh, did I tell you 
Donna's husband died of an overdose. And I was like, come on, you can't start that conversation at the very end. There's, there's no part of it where I, then I can't just be, I have to have some sort, you know, I can't just be like, gotta go. I'm like, oh my God. You know, we've known this woman for, I've known this woman for 30 years. Like, so you're like, okay, let's dive into that, you know? Um, <laughs> And then so, you're on stage saying these gays are trying to murder me, and deep inside yeah, you're like, "Oh my god, life is so fragile." Thomas died of an overdose. Um, so, I, for, me, for me, the thing my dad does, and I mean, man, it kills me. And again, I really, you know, many years ago, I resolved like, okay, nothing's changing here, nothing's changing. But I will be with my dad, and he just goes like, "Son, getting older sucks." Getting older sucks. Nothing love saying that. And I'm just like, I'm like, man, I got it. I heard you loud and clear. Like, yeah. like it's, it's just the last thing I need more in life of is dread. Yeah. But and you know, I said, no, I know. I, I mean, I, and I know that a lot of people say that, but I'm also like, I think in general, a lot of people complain I mean, I'm, hey, I'm at a podcast where we complain, but I'm actually not really, I don't fancy myself like a complainer in real life, like, like, a, you know, like this sucks, kind of in every, like, you know, non-fun way. Yeah. <laughs> but like, you know, sometimes people's whole personality in life is to kind of complain about stuff and be, be like, you know, and so I feel like that when you get older, that's just like, heightened by yeah, you're already that's kind of like not fun in your service for me there's two different versions of like complaining and one i like i do enjoy which is like you're you're like trying to make fun of it yeah. you're, you know you're like you're like oh my it's it, that's what the white people like larry david and people think that they're yeah. larry david but yes, they're actually yes, that's insufferable. What, that's what i mean it's like it's like because he's having fun with the notion of complaining and it's like isn't this a fun little thing that's annoying or that's we can all relate to and it's like oh but like there is something where some people think that that is what they're doing but in reality it's just like everything that they have to do they're like they're like annoyed by and not in a fun way it's just like in a you know i don't know very like because uh, i also have noticed this that some people um, can only really relate through complaining about stuff. And uh, that's a very real thing. But sometimes you're like, okay. Like, I'm thinking of one person specifically that I, like, see on occasion. And it's like all they can do is complain about everything. And in a way that it's just like, well, sometimes things are fun. You know? <laughs> like, sometimes, sometimes it's not all so bad, you know? <laughs> And it's always like, oh, then they'll get you with that, you know, that extra tax or something like that, where you're like, yeah, who cares? You know, whatever. Um, yeah. 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 Um, it's, hard to, it's hard to connect as human beings. So they, that's what they found works for them. Um, so, so tell me, how, how do I get my dad to wear hearing aids? What, what tact would you take? I think everyone should start like, I don't know because I feel like at this point he's not someone that's going to be wrong about it, you know. 
So yeah, it's it's like there's an inception type thing. It's got to be his idea. Yeah, but I I I want to. I, I feel like he will have that moment that like babies do with, who can't hear and get the device implanted. Yeah. They'll be like, oh my God, I can commute. Because like, it's unbearable. I mean, it's it prevents conversation from happening. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It's brutal. It's brutal. And I don't know, maybe, maybe I'll get hearing aids too. <laughs> yeah. You could do that. You could say, you got them. Um, um, I think, yeah, you're almost like you have to do like a, you have to do like a plan sort of thing where everyone in his life just like starts kind of talking quieter around him so that he like, and then like you program his TV and stuff to be lower volume. So like eventually he just has to like, uh, like deal with it. You know? Say, when I should gaslight him, just like yeah. turn the yeah. down on all the you device. Have, you have to like Truman show it. And like get everyone interacting in his life to agree to, to be quieter so that he's like, okay, I got to do this, you know? It's just so funny. It just feels like, listen, my hair, it's, it's thinning to a degree. It, it, I worry about this bald spot. I hate it. I hate it. But like, and, and clearly like, like hearing aids for him, like, you know, the, the way they look. It's like it's something to him that's like that's resi- that's the end. But they're so small now; you can get them that you don't even notice them. You know, they're so small. And my mom had to get one because she has fucking like something like a benign tumor, fucking. So she's got a hearing aid. It's I don't know, dude. It's it's so. My mom's having having just a tough year. Uh, mm-hmm. Just Sorry. you know, like just like you you hit a certain age and like, fuck, it's tough. I, I listen. I I that's why I feel like. As, as much as I complain, and don't worry for the listeners, this is not going to become a positive podcast, but I know that like, you gotta, you gotta work on the way you handle life because if you don't, then it's going to get real tough with medical stuff and you will be insufferable because yeah. you just haven't worked on like dealing with things. Yeah. I don't know. Getting old stuff. Yeah. As my dad says, it sucks, son. No one ever tells you. And I'm like, really? You've told Everyone. me multiple times. Yeah. Since um, I was I always, terrified of birthdays. I always think of there's this monologue in The Golden Girls where um, uh, uh, Sophia is basically dealing with some dementia stuff. And she's like talking. She does this long thing about like, like how like losing parts of her like like you know like basically being like first it's like your back and your things and like things that i used to be able to do physically and then it's friends that you've had for decades you know your whole entire life that are taken away and then she's like now they're trying to take away my memory my my thing and it's just like oh god (laughs) i think about that all the time god i think about that i had a i had a nightmare i was on i had a real like stage nightmare of I was on stage and I couldn't remember any of my bits. And yeah. like a comedian in the audience tried texting me a joke that oh they remembered to do. And I, I still couldn't remember how it went. Wow. And I you know, I have fears. I have I have dementia fears now. I gotta yeah. I, uh, you know, hopefully it's not dementia. My dad just can't fucking hear. Um yeah. well we're uh we're reaching the end here. This is this is we're gonna put this out as I told you. Uh uh 
the 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 reason we're putting out this episode on a Tuesday uh, as a as a regular feed episode. Uh, first of all, if you go to the Patreon, you can now listen to uh, this is a new Patreon thing. We're going to put all of our live shows, audio and video, onto the Patreon. So we did a live show with Dusty Ray Bottoms, and you can now listen to it and hear it over on the Patreon. I'm going to post clips, but you got to join the Patreon to do it. Again, it's only five dollars a month. You get all this bonus old shit, new shit, video, audio of my my clean album special, and all these live episodes. And speaking of live episodes, we have one January 15th at 10 p.m. at Sesh Comedy Club. Tickets are only $10. Last one sold out. Uh, we haven't announced the guest yet, but it'll be great. Um, and uh, I, I guess to all the listeners... Wait, sorry, when, when's the date of that again? Geez, uh, January uh, 15th, Sunday oh. at 10 p.m. Oh, yeah, I got that. I got that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Good to know. Thanks. Thanks, buddy. Um, but I guess, uh, what do you want to say to our, our uh, listeners? Um, I want to say, um, thank you for listening. Um, uh, follow you. Follow me, at Russell J. Daniels. And <laughs> if, you're, if, you're in, if you're in New York, come and see Titanic, the musical. Uh, the Dale Roth Theater, and uh, and then say hi. Say that you heard about it from the downside, because um, you know I've been delightfully surprised by the people that I've met that do listen. It's always like a oh, I had no idea. Um, so, um, but yeah, just let me know. Now, just so I know, when you bow at the end of Titanic, do you tell the audience to listen to the downside? Yeah, every night, every night, I, 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 it's there's music playing, so you can't hear me say it but i am i am mouthing it and i'm wearing a picture of you as i do it good well uh thank, thank you to our listeners uh please don't die um we need all of you and and join the patreon if you can patreon.com downside uh otherwise we the reason we're doing this episode is because our first episode of the new year is with a uh, new yorker arts critic art critic uh, uh uh jerry saltz great guest we got a lot of great new guests we got the new studio. I'm about to put in lighting. Everything's uh, uh, looking up on the downside. So uh, uh, don't kill yourselves yet. There is good things to come. Russell, I love we, you. We love you. I love you too. Thank you, sir. Bye. Bye.